0: My name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to my show, Marketing Without the Marketing. This is episode number 128, and today I want to talk about podcasting because this show here has been a great thing for me. I've connected with tons of people who tell me that it's valuable. Some of those folks become my clients. Some people I can just help for free, and that's enough. I mean, it's really, it's awesome. But you ever listen to the show or other podcasts and just think, hey, I should do that too. And, you know, why not, right? You and I are the same, running small businesses, trying to connect with people, uh, earn enough trust that you might get to the point where they start paying for your product or services. And that's what I do with this podcast. And you can too. It's really a great marketing tool. So in today's episode, I want to go over the parameters to help you answer that question, should you start your own podcast or not? And this is a part of the series that I've been doing. Uh, it's part seven of the Starting a Business series that's been running here on this podcast over the past couple months. And today, let me give you my experience running what I consider to be a successful show the pros and the cons of running a podcast. And look, the pros are strong enough that a few years ago, when I started this show, I shifted my primary instrument. Uh, in marketing my, myself and my business from blog to podcast, which was a pretty big thing. But the cons are real too, right? And I want to give you a realistic look at, in particular, the work involved in producing your show, uh, just so that you know what you're getting into. Uh, you don't want to take that lightly. All right, so let's get into it. And we'll begin with a key question to get you started. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast It's a great instrument for connecting with an audience, and it's seen a really big resurgence in the past few years or so, so a lot of people are considering it. I know this because clients come to me and they want to know how to do it. Today I want to help you sort of figure out by looking at the pros and the cons, is it right for you? First thing that I will say is I consider myself a writer. And when I started my business, I jumped in feet first on a blog, did over 200 posts, building an audience in, well, a format that was very natural to me. Like I said, I'm a writer. But then I made a shift to a podcast. And I wanted to go over sort of the reasons why I did that and also a little bit of how I did that, too. And maybe that'll help you figure out, hey, is this the right strategy for me? Or maybe after you listen to this, you say, okay, thank you. Uh, No way. I'm not interested in that at all. So let's take a look at that. Now, when I made my shift from blog to podcast, and keep in mind, I do still keep a blog. Not everyone's going to listen to my podcast. Some people prefer to read. And also, a blog is always good for SEO or search engine optimization. You want to have rich content on your site, constantly refreshing your site so that Google keeps seeing it as, wow, this is a vibrant site with lots of new content. But the shift to a podcast was really sort of in parallel with a shift in my audience. Now, if you're paying attention as you're running your new business, you want to see who are the people who are reacting to the content that you're putting out there, right? To me, I thought when I started my business that that would be nonfiction authors. I worked with these folks for 17 years in the publishing industry, knew them really well, knew how to serve them, was learning a lot about them. I thought that that was my primary audience. Now, I still do work with a lot of those folks. But as it turns out, really, the folks who kept coming to me over and over again to ask for help were probably more in the category of small business owners, of which authors are a subset. I think of any author musician, visual artist, anyone who's trying to make a living from their creative work is a small business owner in a way, right? But it was also solo entrepreneurs, startups, all these folks who would be in the class of small business owners. The thing that surprised me is that not all of them are going to write a book. They're definitely going to be producing content to connect with an audience, and that's where I come in to help. So it's not just about You know, everything is going to be building a book as a a business instrument or as something you know that's going to help your business. It's also blogging. It's also helping clients create videos or training clients to do their own podcast as well. So let's get into the pros of producing a podcast so that you can determine whether this is for you. First thing that I like about it a lot is that it's a very emotional medium. And what I mean by that is because you're hearing my voice, I can get excited about something, right? I can infuse it with emotion. Or if I'm frustrated with something, you can hear that in my voice. Now, I consider myself to be a good writer, but on the page, there's only so much that you can do to get that across. But in a podcast where you're hearing audio, think about that. You're hearing every inflection in my voice, and I can get something across to you that I might not be able to do on page. Now, secondly, I was very, very comfortable with audio. As a musician, I'm used to working with audio, editing audio. It's very, very easy for me. It was very natural. It's a fairly quick process. However, I don't say this as a deterrent, because I train clients who have never done it before, who have no experience editing audio to be able to produce a very professional sounding show. I've done it with clients, and you can do it too. So don't let that be a deterrent. You can learn it to the point where you will have great facility with it, and it will be natural to you as well. Okay, So don't let that be sort of a barrier to entry. But here's another thing that I like about it. Aside from being sort of emotional as well, it's very intimate. Think about when most people are listening to a podcast. Think of how you might consume podcasts. Maybe it's in the car by yourself when you're commuting. Or people actually put earbuds into their ears. You are literally inside their head. Really, really intimate medium, which I really, really like about this. So you can really feel like you're talking to them one-on-one. And if you know your audience really well... And your goal with your podcast is to solve a problem for them or to help them in some way. You can sort of feel like you're leaning in and doing that with them one on one. And the last thing that's really, really a positive about doing a podcast is that you enter a marketplace. So I will say that over 90% of my downloads of my podcast come through iTunes. Like it or not iTunes is the big player, and this is probably the way that it will happen for you, too. And here's the thing. People are going to find and discover your podcast as a part of this marketplace because that's where they go to look. It's not the same with a blog on your site, right? I mean, your blog is out there on the web with tons of other blogs, but the nice thing about... Uh, podcast is that they are contained within this ecosystem where people who want to listen to podcasts about your particular topic are searching in there and may find your podcast or your part of this marketplace. But that leads me to the cons, the downsides, and one is directly related to that, is that iTunes owns everything in the podcast space. Yes, there are other players and other apps. Perhaps you use one of them. Stitcher is the second one. My favorite is Overcast. I just find that one to be the best one. But there are are literally dozens of different players that you can use, but everything is about iTunes. And here's the thing. When people start off podcasts, a lot of them make the mistake of not taking the launch seriously. If there's anything that I can impart in this segment to you is to get everything in order, for your launch. The launch is incredibly important in a podcast in a way that it is just not in a blog. You have eight to 10 weeks to be featured to get a little boost in this marketplace of Apple podcasts. You only got eight to 10 weeks. So you want to be pumping out a lot of content all at once so that you're going to you know, start driving people there from your email list, from social. Get this big infusion so that Apple says, oh, look, this podcast is new and noteworthy. It is worth featuring because, remember, they're incentivized to have people listening all the time, right, and get uh, into the podcast, get addicted to them, whatever. you got to have this down pat. There's no exceptions. And when I launched mine, I had read everything about it, and I did the launch uh, the way that I thought I was supposed to. And you know what? I feel like I didn't do enough. But now when I work with clients, we do it right. We have... 25 episodes ready to go, and we hammer it over those 8 to 10 weeks, uh, and we see much, much better results, and it's really a lot of fun. All right, here's the other potential downside, is it is a lot of work, right? If you think you can just hit record, start speaking, and then just have that be a good show, uh, that's not going to happen, right? Remember, there's someone on the other end who's listening to you, who's expecting something from you. Whether that's to be enlightened or educated or entertained or whatever it is, a loosely structured show that feels like you don't care about it, people are going to drop that one quickly. You want to be very, very structured about it. You want to get in there with a sense of purpose, and you want to cover your topic in a nice tight fashion, get in, get out and you're done. And of course there are many different formats. mine is a monologue show, but you can do an interview show. There are many different ways that you can you know set up your format. For me, I work from an outline or at least some sort of rough script or uh, of some sort so that I can you know respect my audience, right They're giving me their time, I need to be really, really well-prepared, ready to serve them, and to do it nice and concisely and and just make sure that it's a good experience for them. But guess what? That's a lot of work, right? And you've got to be consistent about it. I can tell you from experience, if you don't publish every single week, your ratings, your downloads are all going to start to flag. You need to be really, really consistent. And the cool thing, though, is if you do that, You can really build up a listenership pretty quickly, which is very, very nice, right? If you're very, very consistent about it. But the reality is that most podcasts fail after seven episodes, okay? If you don't feel like you can stomach more than seven episodes and the work that's gonna go into producing a long time or long running show, don't start because it's not gonna do you any good. It's a medium that you really have to jump into, embrace, do the launch right, and then stick with it for a long time. And lastly, here's the thing that I love about producing my podcast. I mean, aside from all the connections with folks, my listeners get in touch with me via Twitter, via the comments section, via email, it's awesome. They challenge me, they support me, It's, it's great. But also, I just love that I've created this free resource for people, right? So here's an example of that. I was traveling on a little mini vacation with my wife in Chicago. She's a knitter, so we tend to go to these little knit shops. And there was this one that we happened upon that was brand new business by a young woman and her mother. They were just starting, and we were sort of commiserating about the, you know, starting a business and how hard it is and all that. And as we got to talking, all the things that she was talking about, the things that were hard for her, were the marketing. And imagined how proud I was to say, hey, look, I've got, at the time, I think it was about 90 episodes of free help for someone just like you. And I love having that resource available to just help someone who's very, very nice, starting a business, maybe scared herself, maybe struggling, and I can help. And this is someone who may or may not ever become a client, but I feel that I can help her anyway. And I love that about that. And I think anything that you do in your content strategy, whether that's gonna be a podcast like we've discussed in this segment, or that's gonna be a blog, or a set of videos, or whatever, do it because you intend to serve and you intend to help people. It feels really, really good and supports your business too. All right, let's look at this intent to serve for just a second because I call this the service disposition. And it's a key tenet of the new way of marketing. Now, you know, service has always been a key to any business, right? If you serve yourself and not your customers, you don't have a business. But look, here's the thing. The the rules are different now. You want to go in being genuine and being generous. And I got an entire episode devoted to unpacking this concept, the service disposition. I left a link in the show notes for you. And look, generosity feels good, but here's the thing. It also works. In the new way of marketing, it's the key to, to unlocking business growth. This used to be hard to scale, but not anymore, right? You can now produce, propagate content, And instead of just one-to-one, you can now serve hundreds, if not thousands of people at the same time with a content strategy, right? You can talk to them like it's one-on-one through segmentation. You can serve at scale. All this stuff, it's the core of content marketing and why I've devoted this entire show and my entire business to it because it's really the new way uh, to do marketing. All right, so with that, to serve you... I have two things to help you. Uh, First, you know, I went over all of this about uh, doing the launch and everything uh, in this episode, but I got a bunch more that goes into more detail on this, and it's... uh Uh, it was episode 50 of this podcast, uh, called how to get to 50 episodes. Just look up episode 50 on my site, trollmousemedia.com. But look, I left a link in the show notes for you too. I want to make that super convenient. Uh, talk about the launch. Like I said, it's hugely important, but also how to ride that new and noteworthy bandwagon in iTunes. So you can get into the top 100, Uh, And Going beyond iTunes, too, getting listed in directories other than iTunes so you can get a wider reach. Um, And then what happens when new and noteworthy, when that wears off, right? You want to know how to promote your podcast after that. Um, And look. When I launched my podcast, I was learning this, and I made a ton of mistakes. And I get into what I would have done differently, so that you can learn from my mistakes. And I'll be doing a podcasting mini course on this in the future. Uh, I intend to launch this later in 2018 or the beginning of 2019. I have all my current and upcoming courses and trainings listed at ControlMouseMedia.com/slash/courses, but just subscribe to my mailing list, and I'll let you know when when they're ready. Second thing, uh, if you've been following along with this series, you know that I have a video version of this episode and the whole series uh, for free as a part of an online course called How to Start a Business, a Case Example. Uh, again, you can also find that with all those other courses at controlmousemedia.com courses. But again, left a, a direct link in the show notes so you don't have to waste time searching on my site. Uh, This course, like many of the ones that I run, has accompanying worksheets and checklists and templates and other tools that you need um, so that you can run your own content strategy. So I hope that you'll check that out and hope that you'll get something out of it. All right. So thank you very much for listening. And next up on the next episode, I want to talk about the importance of your email list, why it's so critical to marketing your new business and especially how to get one started if you haven't done so. So that's going to be really good. You won't want to miss that. All right. Until then, thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.